You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. How are you feeling? I know you're you're a little... Uh, yeah, if I sound a little off, uh, the allergies decided to, uh, I guess, awaken within me in the middle of the night mm. <laughs> sometime after I went to sleep and woke up this morning. Uh, I mean, I feel fine. But it's like just my head's kind of like my sinuses are being a jerk today. Mm-hmm. But we'll get through it. So maybe I'll just sound like the sexy dulcet toes. <laughs> nice, and, nice and deep for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's always the way it is. Once you transition spring to fall, there's always the allergies. They always kind of come in. It's, yeah. it's no fun. So why, the last why can't couple we just... nights, I just like I just would rather burn everything green outside, which I know is not a good idea. But it's like no. times like this where I'm just like, you know what, <laughs> all of you that are dropping whatever it is that's getting in my nasal mm. area, go hey. But I've uh, noticed it is what I've it no- is. I do it every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of pollen alerts and things like that over the last week or so, and I think last week. I think it was Sunday, I woke up and my eye was puffy and I just kind of felt off and I was like, what is going on? And I was like, allergies. That's probably what it is, allergies. So I just took a few things and before I knew it, I was fine. I was like, well, hmm. Yeah, I woke up this morning, slammed some stuff and did like that nose spray. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so I can kind of breathe through it, but it wants to keep closing back up. But sure. we'll get through it, man, because like I said, yeah. I feel fine. It's just, <laughs> it sounds a little weird today. Yeah, it's fine. It makes it unique oh, and interesting. There you go. So, uh, what what you been playing? Oh, let's see. What have I played this week? I've uh, I played a lot of Beat Saber, man. There was mm-hmm. one song that is a ranked song that I just I just badly wanted to get, and uh, after two days of screaming and crying and cursing and stomping <laughs> my feet like a petulant child every time I messed it up, I finally beat it once. So I've now done Overkill by Riot, which is a, a ranked song. And I've got, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't amazing looking. <laughs> but I did enough of it that I passed the song and I got through it. So I'm very proud of that moment. And, and now my arm's kind of sore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I missed a lot this week. Uh, but I also did play Headspun, uh, which was the last of those three of the FMVs that kind of came out right close together. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten through it yet. They've been having some issues with having some bugs. Uh, the the mm-hmm. videos were playing, though, so it's not the same one that I had mentioned uh, last week that I had heard some people talking about. Uh, but there, there's just like some tidy little hiccups that I think, and again, I'll wait till they've patched it again to see if it was a hiccup or it was just a bad mechanic. I don't know, but like mm. certain things just wouldn't seem to trigger or if uh, like as you're moving through the world, it's only partially FMV. 
Um, and the rest of it's just like drawn and, and you're moving through and you're, you're people who work inside this guy's head. Okay. So like you're literally the inner workings of like how how his brain operates. And the the main guy was in an accident or in a coma, you know, and so now like everything in there is on fire and not working <laughs> properly. And you've got like a couple of you that are trying to get everything back up and running. You know, most all of the crew was killed. It was just like this dramatic. Like <laughs> There's like two of you that are left standing, three of you that are left standing trying to, you know, rehire people and get it all fixed up. Mm-hmm. And so I had spent some credits on getting some of the rooms fixed. And I don't know if it was a bug because I had too many rooms going at the same time, but the bar, I think it was, I was trying to get fixed and, um, it said it was only supposed to take like a couple days or whatever. Um, other things that I had started afterwards finished before it, and now I can't click on it or it won't finish or, and it's like one of the gold objectives. Hmm. So I don't know if I could get past it, you know, so I, I kind of put it down and let it, you know, cause I do see them. They're very active on Twitter, the developing team. They're very active on their steam discussions and everything. So like, I know that they're actively really working on this game, you know, hmm. for, for the, the few things. So maybe that was one thing that was unaware of. I should probably post it, but I hate doing that because it seems like somebody always does it first, you know, and I could just right. kind of leech off of whatever the solution was. But uh, so I'm not sure if I'm going to have to start the game over or if I have to wait for a patch for that or not. But the concept is really cool. It's fun uh, when the two of them come into the same uh, the same room. You know, it's kind of almost like the good guy, bad guy, kind of good cop, bad cop situation. And uh, that's when you're like working on him, if you will, like mm-hmm. helping get his brain back together. <laughs> Um, the dialogue is very fun. The back and forth is very fun. Eh, a couple of little misspellings, which is just kind of like a small little like, yeah, for me, mm. where I'm like, ah, that could have been double checked maybe a couple of times and spelled that word <laughs> properly. Uh, but uh, I think once all that gets worked out, I think it'd, it'd be a lot more fun. But I'm not sure that I'm at a point where I can keep going. Like I played for quite a while after when it was supposed to finish and mm-hmm. I just keep walking by and it still has the construction tape over the room. It still has the sound like they're working on it in there, but well past what it was supposed to get done. So um, I will wait patiently and see if that is another bug that needs to get addressed. Um, but that's that was pretty much all I ended up playing today. I tried to do a couple other VR games through the week and like stuff was just going wonky with it. So I don't know if it's my system or the game or I've just had a poop gaming week. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything wanted to break at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I still, I got that song on Beat Saber and I know there's like hundreds of ranked people in the world that's like, oh, wow, final overkill, huh? Well, you know what? It's a big deal for me and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I'm that's <gonna> right. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to it, man. It's yeah. not an easy song. So, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it, I think. Okay. Trying to think back on my week. I think that was it, yeah. Because I didn't pull the plug on the other two games yet. I'm going to wait for them to go on sale that I want to play. Right, right. But how about you? What you been playing? Well, not as much as I would like. You know, it's, it's trying to, to manage time. Uh, I got a little bit more days gone time in. I don't really feel like I progressed in the story per se, just kind of explored. Did run into my first group of uh, freakers, and that was not fun. 
okay? Yeah. Because I wasn't sure how this was going to go, and I thought, okay, I can, I, I've got this figured out. I, I could, no, 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 I did not, because no matter <laughs> what I did, I'm sure I died at least three or four times because they swarm you, and uh, yeah. there's nowhere to go. And I'm trying to find every place imaginable. And they run pretty fast, right? Yeah. And then it, yeah. you you go there. Like, I even went into a building thinking, ha, you can't get in here. No, they all they opened up every single door. And I was like, this is what? Come on. So there was That's no escape. Rude. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. Just got to accept your fate at that point. It's just- <laughs> it it yeah. made me mad because I was like, I'm trying to get this done. I don't know what more i can do and they just overwhelm you so fast and you even if you try to take them out in small sections you give yourself away and they'll come after you so i don't know what to do Mm. so i think that was about one of the last things i did and i was just like all right and then i got called away because hey i'm a grandfather now oh yes congratulations yeah Yeah. little baby rainbow mm mm-hmm her name. Uh, I like baby. it. Yeah, Rainbow. I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice nickname. I like it too. <laughs> but yeah, little baby Rose. She. I was. I was in the middle of playing my game, and they were just like, "Hey, there's a baby coming." I was like, "All right, I'm coming." And then I go down there. And I mean, like after this, I'll finish it. It's not like the baby's going anywhere. No. Like but, what, what, wait till I get to a safe point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll get there. I'll get there. It'll be fine. <laughs> Right. But yeah, that's they're not it. that pretty, st- fresh out of the womb. <laughs> Go see them when they're cute, you know. But it's it's funny. It's funny you say that because I would I would honestly say, looking at my own kids and even even her, mm-hmm. I guess you have to have that connection, you know. Maybe it, being your own, you look at them and you're like, oh, they're so dang cute. But yeah, I have seen other people's kids, and it's just like, ah, ah. It's wow, just, you had a baby. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> it literally Tom, must be that. Look at it you literally must be and all that. that. Yeah. So, but no, I, I found all mine cute, and she's cute too. So, I, I, it must yes. be a genetic thing. You you connect and just automatically say, yeah, that's that's a cute child. We, uh, did they say like we like to run in circles like of ourselves, right? So if yeah, it looks like us. It's a spot of us. We're like, hey, this mm-hmm. is this is a good thing. Sure. But <laughs> outside congratulations. of that, thank you, thank you. But uh, outside <laughs> of that, um, I was actually playing The Sims Four this morning as we were kind of waiting. Yeah, and you know what's funny is I never think about the game like I'm never just uh-huh. like eager to play it. But when I start playing it, I get sucked into it so hard. It's just the weirdest thing. I don't know That's what it interesting. is. Yeah, I don't know why I never take you for a Sims player. I mean, I've played it since its inception you mm-hmm. know but uh, i mean i will say that i did play uh, like i've played it way back when like on the pc days you know like when it first came out on pc i think my brother bought it because he had a pc and then i would play it from there and it was always kind of like okay yeah i can kind of see where this is going and i just kind of have a little fun with it and then i think it a copy of it came out on the gamecube and that's where i really got into it and okay. because they did kind of a a story mode where you could kind of... I don't think I played that version, but... Yeah, it's like you would live your life. You would live with your mom, and then you could eventually move into your own place, and you get a roommate, and then eventually find your mate, and just on and on and on and on. 
So I always kind of like doing that, but I don't know, just playing just to play and just live. I've never really given it much thought, and I never really cared to do that. But for whatever reason, this one right here, I've been getting into it more. I guess because there's more to do, or they give you more options of things to do. So, like, I'm living, you know, in the house. I'm I'm trying to find a career. I'm writing, and, and, you know, and then one minute you're You could be like a content creator in there now, too. Yeah. I've been playing video games. I've been doing all this stuff. And, you know, I was worried about money there for a moment. And then I finally wrote a what they considered an excellent book. And my skill got up well enough that I could actually send it to a publisher as opposed to self-publish. Uh-huh. So now I have a an excellent published book in the world. So I'm getting good royalties nice. from that. And I was like, yeah, all right. Beautiful. So, and yeah, it's just I, weird. It's like th- I'm living vicariously through my sim. This is the life I want. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, uh-huh. but also satisfying. Hey, I played it too where I was like, now she's a streamer. And now I'm Yay. editing my own videos. I'm playing myself, editing myself. doing. The, <laughs> it's like Inception. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. It's just, it's, it's just really weird because, again, I never give it a second thought. And then when I play it, I'm in it. And I'm just, I'm there. Two hours you know? have gone by. Like, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> How so. am I still playing this? But, yeah, that's all I've been doing. So, uh, let's talk about some news. Let's do it. Really only got, I'd say, one big story, and then the rest is kind of a, I'd say. It's kind of a small story week, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, this is this is another story that we, I feel like we should be at a point now where we're not getting these stories, but they seem to be every week now, you know? Okay. Because Twitch is such a classy place, you know? I mean, there used to be a time where people could just be like, Twitch, yeah, Twitch is the place. And now it just seems like it's turned into a garbage fire. Because (laughs) you may have heard about the amazing Fortnite streamer Tfue. I have, in fact. You know, he rose to fame as an esports hero, and he continued to be this shining example of gaming awesome by being permanently banned from the Epic Games Store or the Epic Games cool. site or whatever. Because something he, like that, yeah. He got he did some uh, <laughs> he stole some money from what I hear. I don't know all the details. Yeah, it seems then, like there's a few little shady things floating mm, around. And then and then to top that off, he's continually banned from Twitch due to his use of racial slurs. Plus, plus, who could forget his absolutely amazing catchphrase, suck my peen, dog. That is class act all the way. That really, I mean, swoon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now, what has what has it in the news now, yet again, is, big surprise, yet another racial slur. All this captured on video for the world to see and hear, so there is no doubt in your mind, what did he say? He clearly said the N-word. Now, if you listen Mm -hmm. with intent on how this kind of came out, you can tell without question he realized immediately after it fell out of his mouth that he screwed up. So then he kind of diverts. It's that nervous where they just won't stop talking now as like mm-hmm. a distraction kind of thing. Like, oh crap, I messed up. Let's keep talking about oh this really great play. Da, da, da. Yeah, and then just tried Yikes. to 
shift the conversation to something else and oh i found this thing over here and what was funny i think about the whole video is that guy in the background who's like oh my god i need this yeah so anyway the proof is out there it's out there in the internet even though he tried vod i saw like or i heard like later on even though the internet never forgets no the clip is still out there there's a twitter feed of the video it's it's out there it's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. so while the world has proof and you you know that this is explicitly against twitch community guidelines they are refusing to say anything about it. Why? They claim it's because they don't deal with small streamers. But this guy is literally their second largest streamer on the platform. Yeah. And it's widely... Wait, they ass- said they don't deal with smaller streamers? Well, they don't deal with, I think they said, solitary, single streamers. I think they said they're only dealing with teams which it's a it's a bs yeah whatever but, the excuse yeah, okay. was it was bs regardless but he's literally one of their largest streamers and many people assume larger streamers get preferential treatment and this is not dissuading that argument otherwise because it clearly yeah. looks like he's getting you know treatment well i mean treatment. everyone kept saying it was the women streamers who are getting preferential treatment so let's see what they say about this one then now yeah exactly because they have said nothing. As of this yeah. recording, they have so still, he's still said nothing. Nothing ever happened. Nope. Huh? He's not been banned. He's not had any strike. Nothing. And li- and he's literally on his last strike. If you go by how many say, times this, this is was a happened. couple times now, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess they're trying to decide since they lost their largest streamer not that long ago. Is it? Mm. Is it? viable for them to lose one of their their bigger ones right now is it you know gonna help them at all and that's greed to save face yes i mean it's kind of like i mean i don't expect anything to actually come of it but it's ridiculous you cannot have these Mm -hmm. guidelines and then just choose who gets to follow them and who doesn't oh it's blatantly saying unless you're making us a certain amount of money then it then it doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. Or well, reverse that. You know what I mean? I honestly feel like if this is the continuation of how they're going to run their business and that platform, then if they fall under and Mixer becomes the high hot spot right now, well deserved because again, dumpster fire. That's what's happening right now. I mean, I don't see these little things like taking it down anytime soon. It's still such a huge behemoth of a thing. And, and people are just going to keep calling about on it. And uh, whether they want to answer that call or not, I mean, it's starting to kind of, it's been plenty of time now to have some sort of response. Yeah. yeah. Even if you were just going to slap one of those piddly two or three day bans on it to make yourself feel better. But it doesn't seem like even that happened. No. So I just where they give the illusion of doing something really fast, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they didn't. But take a look at that guy the other day that we mentioned last week about the baby powder and the butt and how quick he yeah. got banned. Oh, instant, yeah, yeah. But not this like guy. He didn't even get to finish the stream, right? No. But not this guy. Not this guy. So classy places all the way. Twitch, you're amazingly terrible. <laughs> 
All right, I'm gonna move on because I could. Yeah, I could no, it's argue it's, about yeah, this it's all disgusting, day. and it's it's it. Yeah, the mm. almighty dollar just seems to keep ruining too much here lately. Oh yeah, for sure. <coughs> Uh, the next story we're going to break down is the Nintendo Direct that happened this week since yes. Nintendo decided to drop a huge Direct. And you know, I got to say, what I love about these is they're either underwhelming or insanely packed. It's either mm-hmm. one or the other. You never get like, oh, there, oh, yeah, there was that one little thing. It's like, hey, there's an update to a game. And you're like, woo. Or games in your face so this one was packed that's why we're going to break it down uh first i'm going to break down just kind of the ones we've we've heard about we've already gotten kind of an idea of they they showed a little bit more of luigi's mansion 3 more gameplay footage Uh, i think most revealing out of that was a new area called scream park which seems to be kind of a party mode for up to eight players so i guess that would be kind of fun i mean I, I, I mean, I don't have that many friends, bitch. <laughs> sure. I mean, we always have that problem, right? <laughs> uh, so I'm, I guess that's cool. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed Luigi's Mansion like the original one. Mm. And, and I would love to think that this is going to be just as good. But I feel like all these extra additions are just going to take away from the core mechanic gameplay of what it's supposed to be or what it was. And it maybe will kind of lose its its luster. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really did enjoy the first one. I would love to play this. Should I ever get a Switch? Which I know I that's don't my know doubt. If that'll ever happen. I just I really don't Probably know. Not. The more I, I think, there's of not a bit enough like first party stuff that's really made me feel like I want to buy one. Mm-hmm. I love all the games that are getting ported over, but I have them. Yeah. On PC, and I can't justify just to be able to take it on the go. Because where do I go? And I think that's the only thing that I would actually buy <laughs> it for is that on the go. Yeah. You know, if but but do I do I stick with the the light that they have now and then risk not being able to play certain games because I went with the handheld mode? Or do I just fold in for the other one and just use it as my portable device? I don't know. I mean, honestly, that's what I would do. Like, the, the price difference just seems so minuscule to, like, keep it from being console also. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. But I just, there, there are games I want to play on it, but I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And I already have a lot of games to play. <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to add to that. So I'm just kind of... It's not like we're a lack of games. No. I just feel like... I I mean, a lack of games is why I bought a PlayStation in the first place. You know, that was their their downfall with the Wii U, is I was like, I I have nothing to play. So I want to play games, and then I got a PlayStation, and now I have too many games. So... I don't know. It's we've had this argument before this discussion. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't know where I stand on... I do want it, but I also am kind of like, eh. Like, if it was given to me, that would, like, I don't know, solve sure. this issue. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, I would so take it as a just gift. give it to me so I can quit agonizing over this mm-hmm. already, okay? Thank you. I will gladly take it as a gift. <laughs> right. Then I won't feel guilt. Um, exactly. I think uh, they showed, they showed uh, new footage for Animal Crossing New Horizons, but really nothing... I didn't feel like they were honing in on something new or a new feature or new anything. It was just like, hey, this game's still coming. Woo! 
in it's next still year. Adorable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of those Sims type games that you can kind of get lost in, and you don't. You I just... could see me getting into that game. I mean, I've never played it, but mm-hmm. like I like watching videos, I could see that being one where I'm like, I got nothing to do for a little bit. This would be adorable to waste some time. Yeah. Sure. And I feel like, again, I don't really know all the, the features that are being added to this, but compared, like, the very first one was so basic and simple. And I could see where you, like, I got bored with it after a while. I was like, all right, all I'm really doing is just selling stuff, going fishing, collecting stuff, selling more stuff, paying off my house, and then doing this stuff again. I'm not doing anything. Just, minus, you know, meandering it's interesting what we find thing. fun right yeah it was just like at first it was like oh, this is kind of cool especially the day and night cycle because it would follow mm-hmm. on the actual clock of the day so you could see different things throughout the day people would show up at certain points in the day so it was, that was kind of neat just to kind of experience this living breathing world that worked off of an actual clock but over time it's just like man okay i've seen it but right if if they would give you things to do, things to achieve, not just paying off your house, but let me build this town in a way. Let me do things to really make this place pop. What can I do to make this place something amazing? And again, mm-hmm. I don't know what they've added. I know that there was one where you could be the mayor. Maybe same thing here. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But they're, they're, they, they have their charm. Uh... The next thing which I found to be very interesting was a new, uh, I guess it's an, well, I know it's not Nintendo's label, but it's still one of their their games. It's like exclusive to them. Uh, Super Kirby Clash. I guess this is going to be a new mobile game, but it's a, uh, I don't know if it's a mobile. It sounds like it's a mobile, but it also, I guess, could be for the Switch. But it's what they call a free-to-start game. Which means it's free to download and play for a little bit, but then you're going to have to pay money. Oh. Like a demo. Can we just call it a demo? I mean, yeah, that would be the the right way to go about it. But, I mean, (laughs) are we talking about, like, if it's going to cost money after the fact? Is it, like, popping in quarters every time you want to play it, like an arcade machine? Or am I going to just have to play... like, it's not clear whether I could just buy it or microtransact the crap out of it? Because the way that sounds, that's what it sounds like. Like, you're just going to continue to charge me to play it and no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to keep. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. People do pay monthly MMO fees, so I don't know. Like, it's not un- like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But Sure. But <laughs> I guess I would have to see. What I used to of- be one. <laughs> I'd have to see what kind of game it actually is to justify that. Right. So we'll see. Um Divinity Original Sin 2 is now available on the Switch uh, via a definitive version or definitive edition version that comes with the base game and all of this DLC for 50 bucks, and even features cross-saves with the PC version. So if you've got a PC version and you want to play it on your Switch, now you can do the cross-save thing. And ta-da, there you go. Beautiful. I think uh, the next two were the biggest surprises out of the direct announcements as far as Games no one expected to happen. Uh, Deadly Premonition Origins, which is a new version of the original game. 
And I remember hearing, I think this week, Jim Sterling was like jumping for joy. Yes. Because he was like, dude, I, I did it. loved Deadly Premonition. Yeah, I know. Good job, Jim Sterling. I won't steal that from you <laughs> if, in fact, you were the one who did it. But, oh my God, I was so surprised. Anyway, I'll let you finish your thing because I don't know if I'm going to. No, no, no. Go ahead. Story. Go ahead. I, I was just, when they said that a, a sequel was coming, yep. I mm-hmm. actually jumped for joy. Like, I'm one of those. I was one of the small percentage of people who really enjoyed the first game and all of its wrecked, buggy, horrendous glory. Mm -hmm. It was definitely so awful. It was amazing. And that's, it was a good game. Yeah. But yes, Jim Sterling is correct. Everything about it was broken and nothing worked the right way. (laughs) It was just (laughs) such garbage, but it was just so good. I think I heard um, a YouTuber call it the room for video games. Which wouldn't like be the all movie, that far the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's actually, yes, <laughs> exactly it. But, but yes, I'm so excited. I'm going to play it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sequel blessing in disguise <laughs> will release sometime in 2020. I am assuming it will be on other platforms and they just took this opportunity to announce it because oh, the, maybe, nothing, yeah. nothing about it said exclusive to the Nintendo switch. Like I watched the, the trailer for it. Nothing I kind of like hope the, not. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that was said. So I think they were just taking the opportunity while they were there promoting Origins to just say, "Hey." Mm-hmm. But Origins is available right now, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So you can go play it and enjoy it. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's wonderfully horrible. I do think it came out on the PlayStation Three, right? I think so. I mean, I played it on a PC port, okay. so it made it even worse. Oh <laughs> god, it didn't even port well. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I think I got it as part of the so where janky. their uh, PlayStation Plus free games. It was one of the games, and I thought, eh. And then I started hearing about the the terribleness of the game. So bad. So I thought, yeah. okay, well, let me check it out. I don't. It might have been one of those that got uh, fell by the wayside because transitional three to four and i just i never finished it but i do remember yeah. playing it and i was like this is really weird oh i broke it so much <laughs> because like there's one mechanic in the game real quick i know one mechanic in the game where like the main character you're supposed to like get his clothes washed shave his face like just general hygiene or whatever and mm. i refused it <laughs> i just didn't do it because these little flies would start flying around you like mm-hmm. the filthier you got and i wanted to see just how many flies i could create and right. i think i broke it because <laughs> like it started to glitch and lag so bad from just the sheer volume of <laughs> flies that kept happening and he looked so disgusting but the cutscenes were amazing because <laughs> i just be talking to somebody and there's this massive cloud of flies around him <laughs> just, just so amusing to myself but i mean part of the reason why it broke was probably my fault i probably should have bathed the main character <laughs> quick hey, spotting flies they gave you the option not to do it so you took advantage it was amazing i just was like i'm not gonna get bothered with cleaning his suits and shaving his face we're just gonna go right on in so my my big question here i guess with origins is did they fix all the bugs or did they leave some of them in so i hope not because part of its char was just how badly it was put together (laughs) uh what else we got Uh, there was a game called tokyo mirage sessions it was a 
2015 Wii U title. They're going to port it over. Like so many other Wii U games that seem to be lost through time, they keep porting them over. Uh, Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, which is Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, uh, will release on December 6th for the Switch. Devil May Cry 2 was announced for the Switch. Doom 64 will release on the Switch this year, which I remember... Did I have that game? I may have had that game. I don't remember. I feel like I, I had know that I game. did that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Doom it was not my style. It was all right. I, I was in a Doom mm-hmm. kick, and any time I could get a new Doom game, I was there. And then I lost track of it over time until recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which is a remake of the 2012 Wii title. I recommend this to anyone who has a Switch. This is a game. Yeah. If you've listened uh, for since the beginning, I've talked about this game several times, singing its praises. It's one of the only JRPGs that I really got into so much that I played well over a hundred plus hours. Just oh, wow. continue because the the I think this is one of the games that I mentioned. The music back in our music episode, one of the tracks that kind of sucked you in, and I, it was funny. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm not really promoting per se, but maybe I'll a slight cross promotion. There's a there's a podcast out in the world, and if you love video games as much as we do, you may want to go check it out. It's called uh, How Did This Get Played, and they were actually okay. talking about a an RPG. I think this this past week on their show, and they mentioned the overworld music, you know, for an RPG, and if it's bad. It just and you know you're gonna have to hear it time and time again. Bad overworld music just kills the and entire. You can't really turn it off, right? No, no. So once you have that bad music, you're just stuck with it, and it just ruins the entire experience. So the overworld music has to be good. It has to be gripping. It has to be intense mm-hmm. to kind of keep you sucked in. This is one of those games where that overworld music keeps you in. Like no matter where you go, you're in. So. I I'm one of those game. weirdos that always likes turning off the music in games, though, for the most part, depending on which one it is. If it's something I'm spending a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. But, well, it depends. Yeah. If it's the it same depends. thing, like looping, I start to lose my mind. I found a trick on the PlayStation, though, that okay. if you turn on Spotify. Yes, yes. Mute Spotify and then go into the game. It took out the music, or at least it did for me on Persona 5. <laughs> because as great as the Persona 5 soundtrack is, for hours at a time, it's still the same damn song. Sure. And so I couldn't do it anymore. And it muted the music. I could, they, The voice was still there and all that kind of background noise, sound effects. Interesting. But it took out the music. And I was like, score. So I don't know if that's something that works on all of those. If you're just like, damn it, I want to play this game, but I really wish I didn't have to hear this anymore and they don't have a volume slider for music. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. See, the only thing I have uh, wrong with the Spotify thing, like I'll, I love using it depending on what I'm playing, like Far Cry or, or Grand Theft Auto, something like that where I know I'm going to be exploring a world and having some music to kind of go along with it. It's kind of nice having a, a soundtrack. Yeah. And I think when I was playing The Witcher 3, I'd, I had a, a playlist for that of all things, and it was just music that really kind of intensified the the fights and the world building and stuff like that but you have to mute the music within the game and sometimes the music within the game would be muted all throughout so there would be this cutscene. i remember 
there was like a dance or a, a, something like that. And so Geralt and whoever he was with at the time was dancing. And it was like, where's the music? <laughs> like now I've made it awkward. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> them quietly dancing to nothing. It's like, oh, okay, this is, this is Well, great. you could have just made it like, now look how romantic. They're just dancing to their own song. Yeah. You just like really turned it into something mushy, maybe. But I felt like I missed out on something. Even if it was just a little sliver of music, it just uh, felt... Maybe. Eh. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles happening. Uh, I think another big announcement that people may have been excited for, Overwatch was officially announced yeah. coming to the Switch. So, woo for Overwatch. Yeah. I guess. I'm a little surprised. I think they said, what, only 30 frames per second or mm-hmm. something that it'll run, but I, I can't imagine really needing much more than that. But I don't no. know. I didn't know Overwatch was still like that big to port it over, but congratulations if you were one of those waiting for it and now you can play it. Sure. And and not to, to be mean or anything like that, but we're talking about the Switch. They're getting a lot of games late in the game, so it's fine. Anyway, but they are getting a lot of games. They though, are getting a lot of games. Like, it's kind of They're insane. To catch up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the last few things that they announced, which I, I felt like I would kind of save here, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. They released Banjo Kazooie immediately upon his announcement. So people were wondering when that was going to happen. It's out now. He's there. The or they are there. So you can go play Banjo Kazooie right now. But I think the biggest thing was the DLC character that they officially announced was uh, not what people were expecting. It was a uh, Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury. And some of you may be saying, who? Exactly. Who? <laughs> Unless you're familiar with Fatal Fury, who is a good question. Um, because this actually destroys some of the rumors we've had over the last few months of who may be coming next. However... They did confirm that there are more characters in development, so some of those characters may be coming down the pipeline. And then to add to these announcements, it was also revealed new costumes were going to be available immediately for like 75 cents a pop, uh, patterned after characters from other games like uh, Mega Man Staple Zero and Proto Man from Mega Man X and the Mega Man Original Series. Then there was Pokemon's Team Rocket. You had male and female costumes. Mystical Ninja's hero, Guaymon, which him along with Zero and Proto Man, they should have been like real characters in the game, not costumes, which disappoints me to no end. Yeah. But most exciting for some, and I actually feel like this is where one of our previous rumors came from as a DLC character, is a costume of Sand from Undertale. Because we had said that there was an Undertale character coming, but it wasn't this character. It was somebody else. So I think this is this is where it kind of got muddied in the water. People were like, oh, there's an Undertale file of some sort. But it was a costume. But it's, it's yeah. a pretty legit costume, which I think kind of gives it a little bit of credibility. There's an actual mask. It looks like the guy. Yeah. So might as well I think have I just saw it last guy. night. Yeah. It does look cool. But that actually comes with a special arrangement of the song Megalovania, which is composed by the creator of Undertale, Toby Fox. So that's kind of a neat little side with that. Uh, and finally, the biggest announcement, I think, for anybody who's who's been wanting this, is Nintendo announced that Super NES games were now available on the Switch. 
Now, there were 20 games that were launched alongside the announcement. Some are the usual, like, oh, yeah, I can see that. And then others were a little bit more surprising. Like, you get your Super Mario World, your Super Mario Kart, your Zelda Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World 2, Star Fox, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, uh, Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Breath of Fire. The others that were unique... Uh, there was Stunt Race FX, which was actually available for the first time since its release on the Super NES. So uh, no one has seen this until now, like for 20 mm-hmm. plus years. Uh, there was Brawl Brothers, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, which is a very obscure game that I was surprised I don't anybody even know it. Yeah. This is like two cavemen. It was like a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know why they chose that one of huh. all things. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Super EDF, which is the Earth Defense Force game. We've seen sequels of that still running now. Mm-hmm. Super Ghosts and Ghouls, or Ghouls and Ghosts, which is a, a favorite of mine, even though it's hard as... Oh, it's so hard. Really? Uh, then there are three others. Two that were also not available since it's a, an initial release on the Super NES, which is Super Soccer and Super Tennis, which I don't really feel like anyone was really, you know clamoring for uh, but i'm just saying this was kind of fun yeah but i mean yeah and then uh super puyo puyo 2 which is available for the first time in the u.s so i was gonna say never heard of that either so if you've never played it because you lived in the u.s but you've always wanted to play it now you can't i've i'm the name sounds familiar but i could not tell you what it's about like, I know I've seen it in yeah, passing. No like, idea. oh, it's a Puyo game. So, yeah. Uh, along with this announcement, Nintendo has stated that they are no longer going to be releasing their retro games on a fixed monthly schedule like they had been. They were releasing two a month, you know, saying like, hey, this is what your games are going to be for this month. Now, they didn't say why they were discontinuing the practice or how exactly they plan to release them, but they did promise more games are coming. But I am curious why they are stopping. Because it just seems like it's an easy practice. You just say, okay, this month you're getting this game. And this game is coming out next month. And this game... So you're just going to lump them out, you know, at one set time. Just say, here, here's a bunch of games. Enjoy. Just seems kind of weird, you know? Yeah. I mean, granted... I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. I mean, the 20 games you got here for the Super Nintendo, it'll keep you busy for a while. I get that, but... Still, just, yeah. hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, plus, and we'll probably be talking about this next week, Nintendo has a new peripheral coming out uh, that they haven't really expanded on. They just kind of sent out this video. It looks like some sort of exercise thing. So they're going to they're gonna talk about it at TGS, so we'll talk about it next week when uh, we okay. know more yeah. about it. But, yeah. They're, they're back into the fitness game, baby. Let's talk some quickets. Excellent. Because I got some quickets. Okay, so, so while we were talking about TGS, uh, Sony revealed their lineup of games to be showcased at Tokyo Game Show, and I don't feel like there's anything there that anyone would be surprised about. Um, Capcom's Project Resistance, which we still assume is a Resident Evil game. I really hope, uh-huh. just, 
I know I'm probably going to be wrong, but I really hope it's not a Resident Evil game because everybody is just under the assumption. Everybody is already saying it's Capcom's <laughs> this new. This is all Capcom knows how to do. Yeah. yeah. This is all. This is Capcom's new Resident Evil game. They have not said that. I know there's a the the percentage is very high because of the RE thing. If they hadn't have done well, that, I was just gonna say, like, is that legit from them? That wasn't like a fad created thing, right? No, this like, is this. the RE. So it probably is. Yeah. But there's just a part of me that wants it to be something completely different. <laughs> I guess see your point. But. You know, because everybody just thinks they know. It's like, this is the new Resident Evil. But they're not calling it that. They're just saying Project Resistance. But I know, yeah. I know. Anyway. I know, I know. Um, they're also going to be showing <laughs> stuff for Neo 2, Death Stranding, uh, Gran Turismo Sport, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. That's it. And Sega's new Yakuza title plus the Final Fantasy VII remake. So things we we already are aware of. Yeah. I would like I'd like one I think everybody should at least bring one thing they haven't announced yet just to be like, here you go. There's a there's a new cookie for you. Some sort of hype, yeah. yeah like sure. something to do. Uh it was a it was mentioned this week that Death Stranding will have a very easy mode for movie fans. So essentially, oh, so you just like want to watch the story. Yeah, yeah and you don't want to deal with the gameplay. Now you can just scoot through it. Which you know, I feel there, like a few story-heavy games have been doing that, like a cinematic mode. They call it easy. Yeah, you don't really want to challenge. You just want to enjoy the story. So I can yeah. respect that. There was a, I think it was Metroid Other M on the Wii. I think that's right. They did like if you beat the game. You could actually go back and rewatch the entire thing in a movie mode, so it would play from beginning yeah. to end all the cutscenes. And even if you were transitioning from scene to scene, they would just use a little bit of gameplay to get you there, and then just kind of keep okay. going. So essentially, oh, that's cool. Cre- yeah, I thought it was really neat. It created like a yeah. two to three hour movie or something like that. It was really awesome. And it's it's kind of like a what nice was the little game mode. again. Metroid Other M. Okay. Because oh, they kind of. Really, kind of made it heavily cinematic in a way. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed how they did that because it's a, it's a nice bonus, you know. It's got a great story. If you want to go back through the story, really don't want to play the game. There you go, got it right yeah. there. Um, the creative director of the yet to be released Ghostwire Tokyo left Tango GameWorks unexpectedly after nine years with the company, saying she felt that this was one end of a journey and even openly offered for people to contact her if they would be interested in working with her, which left the whole thing feeling kind of odd. Because it kind of feels like she was fired, but she wasn't fired. She left. Maybe she was being forced out and... I don't know. Yeah, it seems weird because it seems like like there's plenty of sides saying, "Oh, this is normal. It's fine. Things like this happen. It's there's no nothing going wrong." And then plenty of people who are like trying to set fire to the whole thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know what to think because I mean, did we have like a big Halo guy that just left too from yeah, that? Yeah. You know, so it's like maybe it is a normal thing and everything will be just fine with the game. But sure, you know, people get different jobs. But, I mean, being the creative director of a game does kind of leave you wondering where the game now stands. Well, <laughs> because they're like, oh, that's fair. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as we know, there was no announcement that the game is going to be delayed because of this departure, but we'll see. I'm sure we can update if we find out. Right. Uh, 
Dave Bautista will soon be a playable character in Gears 5. Also, kind of fun. Yeah. Also, I heard Gears 5 uh, ruined uh, Xbox Live yesterday. So, or oh, did over it? the weekend, let's just say that. Yeah, it was apparently so popular, it just crashed your server. So, good one. Oh, I tried to download it at mm. the same time or whatever. Oh, good job, funny. people. Uh, multiplayer was announced for the yet-to-be-released Cyberpunk 2077. Are you excited yeah, about that? I wonder maybe? what that is. I don't know. I mean, I'm never really that excited about a multiplayer mode. I'm not either. Like, I'm just, I, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. If, so if if I had a good group of friends to play multiplayer with, and mm-hmm. the multiplayer would be engaging enough to make it worthwhile, I think I would be more inclined. Like Monster Hunter made multiplayer fun for me to want to do. Well, yeah, that's I fine. Could, that's cooperative. Yeah, like, exactly. Cooperative. I don't like PvP. PvP I don't makes either. me so angry. Like, I think one of the first times that I did some real multiplayer was uh, Dying Light. And that was with... Mm-hmm. And I played with Todd at the time when we both had decent internet. And it was cooperative. So wherever he was yeah. in the story, wherever I was in the story, we would just... You go do your story mission, I'll tag along and help you out, and then vice versa. And it, I like that, you know? Yeah. I enjoy that kind of gameplay. I don't want to... I don't know. I feel like when you compete with your friends, unless you can make it a fun thing, it just becomes this hassle. Yeah. And I just don't want to deal with it. I just it. don't like other people who like to be killjoys, who just, like, yeah. walk over and ruin what you're doing because they think it's hilarious. I'm like, I just want to play the game. Can you yeah. leave me alone? Just, <laughs> just piss off. It's like, Hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm not really excited about that. But as long as it's an elective, then I don't care. Exactly. Do want for those who want multiplayer. Right. Uh, the recently released Astral Chain was review bombed for being a Switch exclusive. Good. No, is that where we're at now? Yeah, apparently. And Astral Chain, uh, the, the developer is Platinum Games. They seem to be doing a little bit more business with Nintendo than mo- than other people, but it's not to say they haven't released games on other platforms. It's just mm-hmm. I think they have a nice little cozy deal with Nintendo, and that was just one of their games they were going to put out on the Switch. People do it for PlayStation and stuff like that all the time. Yeah. So like, get over it. Exclusives are a thing. Nintendo they want needs. you to buy their console, people. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's that's the that's the hope. But clearly, this is where we're at now because no one can have an exclusive game of any kind on their console ever. You know, Epic's ruined it for everybody. (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't think they started it, but yeah, sure. Well, now it's yeah. Everybody's like exclusives. Hell, that's not happening. Um, more Avengers promo material has been released showcasing a secret Empire-inspired Captain America outfit as well as Hulk's second alter ego, Joe Fixit. Now, if you don't know who Joe Fixit is, it's a really yep. interesting thing. And this is something I want them to do in the MCU movies. I just make it happen. You've already made him smart and he's talky now, which I personally just have... I have a problem with. I don't know why I have a problem with it. Like narratively speaking in that movie, I get it. I know Uh that he's been smart in the comics. Like the Hulk has been smart and talky. But I think, Mm. I I just like my Hulk mean and just (laughs) rah, smash. I don't know why. I need my original Hulk bad. Yeah, I just just prefer that Hulk. You know, I want him to go smashy, smashy. I feel like he's more dangerous 
that way and more intimidating that way versus, hey, I'm a smart Hulk now. <laughs> we wear glasses and mm. big all. But anyway, uh, Joe Fixit, I'm going to try to break this down as easy as I can. There is a Green Hulk and there is a Gray Hulk that is okay. Bruce Banner. Now, initially when the character was created, he was gray, and they it just didn't look right on the page to the publisher. They were like, no, let's make him green. It'd just be it'd pop. So on the next issue, he was green. And it was just like, yeah, just we won't talk about it anymore. You know, like, we just right. sweep it like under the rug. gloss right over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But later on, somebody decided, hey, do you remember that time he was gray? Let's bring that back. Let's bring that concept back. So... The Gray Hulk is a slightly smarter Hulk, but he's also kind of a dick. So he can talk, but he's not as strong as the Green Hulk. But he is strong. He is still big. So he's kind of a a jerk Hulk, so to speak. Okay. And and Bruce kind of goes in and out, like, between the two, the Green and the Gray. It just depends on whichever personality comes out. So it's like a split personality problem. But the Grey Hulk actually tried becoming a mob boss and took on this persona of Joe Fixit. So he's in a suit and hat and everything. So he's like this big enforcer type looking guy. Okay. And it was a very yeah. interesting storyline. So I would love to see them kind of play with that in the movies just because. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Because yeah. it'd be something new, something different. For sure. Anyway, that's that's not video game related. I'm just speaking. <laughs> but yeah, the, the costume yeah, is there. Whatever. So if you want to check it out, Hulk, Joe Fixit. Avengers. Um, Ubisoft's, uh, their game subscription service, Uplay Plus, is now available for anybody who wants to go play some Assassin's Creed and Rabbids and Assassin's Just Creed Dance, and Just Dance and yeah, Assassin's Creed. One through ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of Bumbo, the prequel to the indie hit The Bonding of Isaac, will release on November 12th. I never, yeah, okay. I never, I lost interest in the binding of Isaac pretty quick. I, I, I well, couldn't get into it. Well, when it gets super brutal, like I could do those in small doses. Yeah. You know, they very guess small it, doses. Yeah. I just, I, I love a challenge, but there's a point where I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Well, I'm wondering, am I having fun anymore or just torturing myself? Yeah, That's exactly. usually where I land. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been mad for an hour. Am I really enjoying this or do I need to walk yeah, away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can't yeah. enjoy it, it's not... A game is supposed to be fun. Right. Uh, Days Gone will receive an update this week, adding New Game Plus and two additional difficulty levels. So if you want to brutal yourself up even more there, you can do that. And you can have twice as go. many freakers, I suppose, or whatever. Uh, DLC for the indie darling Celeste also released the, or will release this week. So if that Good. was a, okay. that's a, that's another game I want to, I want to get to and play. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. I just got to get, I got to get there. Um, and for some reason, Fallout 76 is going to add another battle royale map. Are people still playing that game? I didn't. I have heard nothing about it in so long. I, I know. almost forgot. So, like, yeah. I haven't even heard anyone complain about it. Yeah, it just kind of got swept under the rug. Well, maybe maybe those who hated it finally just decided to move on, and those who love it. You know, people who like things tend to not talk about it as much. It's only mm-hmm. the people who are angry who, like, post about everything. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, Anthem did so take the heat off of it for a while, so. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. We had a little help, mm-hmm. but I guess so. I mean, if they're keep updating it, I feel like they're the type that would do it unless they knew they were going to get some money out of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, zombies are coming to Call of Duty Black Ops 4 next month. Zombies, yay. Okay. Don't they always have a zombie mode? Always. There's always a zombie mode. Oh, so like it's just releasing is the point. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it wasn't the story. It wasn't the like, hey, there's zombies. No. It's like, oh, it's coming out. So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm sure Todd is ecstatic. I'm sure he's played. I know he's played it. Hey. You son the of a only bitch. zombies mode I played was the one that Bruce Campbell was in. So I bought the game and bought the DLC you are just because. Such a shield guys, for him. Just, it really is. It's a sickness. It's, I probably should look for help, mm. but thank God he's not in a lot of video games. For now. <laughs> for me, for my wallet. <laughs> the director of Star Wars Battlefront 2 said Battlefront 3 isn't happening anytime soon. To that I say, no shit. <laughs> and while we're also talking about Star Wars, a new Lego Star Wars game was announced called Lego Star Wars Battles, which will feature all Star Wars characters. Ever uh, and will hit mobile devices on t- in 2020. Really? Yeah. Okay. I actually thought it was a new game from the, I guess like like mixed in with the the other one that they announced because I think they announced uh-huh. a Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga which puts all the movies together. And I thought, well, why are you doing this? Because this clearly sounds like the same thing that you just were talking about doing, but now you're talking about doing it again. Only sprinkling on others, I was confused. But no, this is this is a mobile game, not a console game. So okay, separate things. Um, gotcha. And then finally, also in Star Wars news, uh, ports of classic Star Wars titles are coming to the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation Four on September twenty fourth. Star Wars Jedi Knight Two Jedi Outcast will hit digital stores. Then Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy will drop sometime in twenty twenty. Yet no word on pricing is available. I would assume if they wanted to be smart, it would be $20. No more than that. Right. Um, unless you're going to polish these uh, these games and they kind of need it because they're yeah. they're old PC titles, so they're they're not as clean and you know, nice. As, yeah. Now see, I actually had uh, Jedi Knight 2 on, I think it was GameCube. It was a port. And it was fun for a while, and then I was just like, well, okay, I'm done. You know, I lost interest because some of the the game mechanics were just <sighs> frustratingly terrible, you know. Because I wanted to play it. And I think I spent more time mm-hmm. playing a multiplayer with computer characters just so I could swing around a lightsaber. Because there was no other game I could do that. So it was like, Aah! yeah. So I just had fun Tell with that. you bad. You'd like Beat Saber. Yeah, probably. Uh, but Jedi Academy, I actually had to think about this one. I feel like I did play like a sliver of this. Like, I don't think I owned it. But I had like a, a, a demo or something like that. And I feel like in this game you could create your own lightsaber. And it was a little bit smoother. But I never could play that much of it because there were, I didn't have a... a full launch of the game but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eye on that one because i feel like that was one i wanted to play but never got that deep into and i might i might look into that one we'll see we'll Um, see how it turns out now while we're on the subject of ea because ea released those games yep 
they released an early access version of Plants vs. Zombies, The Battle for Neighborville. And the I saw some of the gameplay of that today. That actually looks kind of cute. This uh, much different. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. I like, I like, I'm a, I'm a purist. I like the original. You know, this yeah. is just isn't doing it for me. Now, the game isn't set to officially release until October 18th, but right now you can play as a founding neighbor, which gets you the game for about uh, $29.99 as opposed to the suggested retail of $39.99, and then you get additional perks like a Discord channel where you can talk to oh. people. So people, developers are really enjoying that now though. I know they like, you start a game, you start a discord. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the way it goes. Which I guess is kind of neat, you know, to to talk to your, I mean, at least it makes it a little more consolidated if people use it for like bugs, Mm -hmm. tips, maybe just to find people who are playing the game, especially if it's a multiplayer game. Like I can get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This may seem random, but I saw this and I just I wanted to bring it up because I want to shine a little light on it. There's a game called Untitled Goose Game that is going to release on September 20th uh, for the Switch and PC via the Epic Game Store. I hadn't heard of it, but it reminded me so much of the aesthetic of Donut County that I want to play it. I love mm. I love the art design. I love what I'm seeing. I want to play this game, so uh, I can't play it. I mean, I, I probably could. I'd have to download that Epic Games thing. But yeah, it's fine. I just don't feel like I'm going to do that. Not that I have anything yeah. wrong with Epic, but I just... I'm I just, I, I'm not going to complain. I mean, it would have to be a game that I want to play. I mean, I've downloaded it because they do do free games. Mm-hmm. And so far, my PC has not caught on fire. That's good. So, I so. mean, <laughs> this is this is one of those reasons I should get a Switch. But hopefully, maybe it'll it'll make it its way to wait. It's Epic Game Store, but it's for the Switch. It's for the Switch, and it's coming to the Switch and the PC. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had me confused there. I was like, did I miss you say an announcement about Epic taking over Switch or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> getting their games it'll be on the Switch and then PC okay. via the PC Epic Game is, Store. Uh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So I, I, I want, I want to play this for thirty seconds. Yeah, I want to play this, but I, I would recommend all of you who have a Switch or the Epic Game Store thing. Go go check this game out and see if it's your cup of tea. Support the indie title. That's what I'm saying. Right. I want to shine a light on that. Uh, did you hear that former Nintendo of America president Reggie fils May has joined Cornell University's Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management as their inaugural leader in residence? I have not. Well, now you have. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He's doing things. Old Reggie. Yeah. Good, good for him. As long as he's happy. Sure. I enjoyed him. He was a pleasant fellow. He was. Or still is. I shouldn't say was. I'm mm. sure he's still just as lovely. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, talking about him in the past tense. And finally, a sequel to last year's film reboot of Tomb Raider was announced with Alicia Vikander returning uh, as Laura Croft and Ben Wheatley as director, who... I'll be honest with you, I don't feel like he's done much of anything of note. He did, he directed a movie called High Rise, which I remember hearing about. It had Tom Hiddleston in it. And then two episodes of Doctor Who would be the biggest things he's done. 
Um, okay. Well, I mean, you gotta start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not shitting on the guy. But, like, which which Doctor Who? I don't know. There's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, that's pretty vague. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> it could be like 10 different versions. Let's just say yeah. s- okay. some episodes within the last five years. Okay. I, I know that's Maybe still kind of. Maybe it was the chick of, one. That's why people. <laughs> could be. Could be. What everybody got upset about. Mm. But uh, the film is set to release on March 19th, 2021. So if you were looking forward to it oh, next wow. year, you've still got another year to wait. And I'll how. forget about it by then, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, guess what? I've got some truth or trash this week. I'm excited. Now, I'm uh, really, maybe I'll win some. I'm really hoping that one of these <laughs> things has not been announced or will not be announced within the time because I feel like it I'm should sure. have been at this point unless we'll something like has tomorrow. delayed it. But uh, I'm hoping that it will not be announced yet, at least before Monday. And then after that, they can announce okay. whatever the hell they want. Pennywise the Clown will be appearing in Fortnite. Pennywise mm-hmm. in Fortnite? Ooh. Like, part of me wants to say yes, because that would just be awesome <laughs> i mean for somebody who doesn't even play fortnite i would watch a match of someone playing it as pennywise but it's also for kids sure so like part of me wants to be like why would you put in a killer cloud why uh, wouldn't you <laughs> well i you know like i don't know if it would terrify them or not of course that's assuming the kids have even seen the movies well, which they probably shouldn't have no 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 um, so um Oh, I'm going to say trash because okay. I just. I mean, your, your, your. It seems argument, like so weird. Your argument was valid. I think that was a lot of the things that I heard when I saw this rumor is people like, this is for kids. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. So, like it's, it's geared towards children. Let's be real. Yes. Adults play it, but like. Sure. It's a young crowd. Mm-hmm. A young audience. My God. If that's true though, that's, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, for sure. Is it the Tim Curry version or what's his name? I'm sure it would be the more recent uh, Bill Scar. Because that's even scarier. Oh, yeah. Because it's like CGI to look really bad, like Mm. scary. Anyway. Yeah. I really want to see that movie, though. I will say that. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet either. I feel like such a piece of garbage because, like, everyone's seen the first one and loved it. And I'm sitting over here going, I keep forgetting to watch it. Why have you not watched the first one? I'll talk. I'm talking about the new one. That's what I'm saying. No, I still haven't gotten around to the Jeez. first one. I keep just freaking forgetting about it. I hear it's great. I know, I know. Okay. I hear this from everyone. I feel like I'm the last person to <laughs> watch this movie. It's fine. No, check it out whenever you can. I'm sure you can catch it on some... I think it's on Amazon Prime. I have no excuse. It It's somewhere. It's always somewhere. Uh, uh, the last one I have is the next... Yeah, here's here's another one of those grand rumors... The next Super Smash Brothers DLC character will be... Oh, God. Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Uh, sure. I mean, it seems I don't like have a safe a bet. I don't have stake in either of those things, but that seems like a character we throw in, especially for the ones that I've been hearing about. Like, and, why not that guy? <laughs> and plus, he's, a, he's an old Nintendo staple of the, the 8-bit days. So There you go. Why see? not? It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've got a little bit of weird news. I've got one little thing. 
Are okay. You, are you I like weird news? Are you familiar with the name John Saint John? I mean, I have heard it. Do you know who he is? I don't know why. No, no. Do you know who Duke Nukem is? Well, sure. Well, John St. John is the voice of Duke Nukem. Okay, then that might be why I've heard the name. Of course. <laughs> now, we haven't seen Duke Nukem in a game for some time. Uh, it's been a while yeah. since uh, anybody's even talked about Duke Nukem. And while fans are left waiting if they'll ever see their favorite womanizing macho action hero again, John can kind of make up for it if you want to you want to hang out with him a little bit, but uh, you got to have one one little thing happening. If you're getting married, you know, oh God. he can uh, marry you. He's now oh, an ordained amazing. minister. So Duke Nukem himself can officiate your wedding and and there you go you can how get much, how much does that cost well as of right now his services are not public like you would have to oh, privately okay. get to him but i'm sure if enough fans clamored some money would sway him and he could do you know some uh some duke nukem themed oh, weddings not saying he's greedy i'm just saying hey there's a business there to, to take advantage Dude, of it. Dude, whatever. Capitalize on it. If there's a, if there's sure. a market, do it. Like, Do you Get some use out of that chick. $50 web-ordained thing, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's not hard. My husband's ordained, too. He's performed weddings. There's a lot of people who went non-denominational these days. So it's mm-hmm. just like... And I just, I'm just i just trying to remember what the name the church of the blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just something totally made up and stupid. <laughs> but it's yeah. legal. And there you go. Dude, but that I could, would be cool. Duke yeah, Nukem, I mean, and you, sure. and you make it, you make it fun. Now, like, does you. he dress up like Duke Nukem? He would have to. He would have to. Maybe just I'll add a little something ministry to it, but then just come up mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, let me tell you something, you sons of bitches. Here we're gonna get married. Do you take this some bitch right here? Oh yeah, <laughs> kiss her, baby." All right. I don't know. I, I know. I, don't I feel know. like he stole Bruce's lights. Yeah. Well, be like groovy. I mean, come on. Bruce. Bruce started it. Duke had to copy from something, so he took from the best. I think that's always been the debate: who took from who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let me go through some release dates. It's not as uh, bad as last week, but there's still some release dates. So. On September 9th, we have Path of Exile Blight for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then on September 10th, that's, oh yeah, because of the thing. I don't know what I was thinking. September 10th, I confused myself. Gears 5 is coming out on PC. It's already on Xbox. Now it's out on PC. Eh, See, my brain was like, this is not right. It's right. We've already been playing this. What's Mm. going on? Uh, Trials Rising Crash and Sunburn <laughs> for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Then we have The Walking Dead, the Telltale Definitive series for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Blasphemous for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. eFootball PES 2020 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. NHL 20 for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Greedfall for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. NASCAR Heat 4 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, here's a word. Hmm. 
Utawari Rumonozan. You're going to have to look that one up. For PlayStation 4, <laughs> Grid for Xbox One, and Caravan Stories for PlayStation 4. And then on September 11th, oh, I just made myself sad. Uh, Throne Deluxe Quest or oh. Throne Quest Deluxe for Nintendo Switch. I'm sure there's a PC game out there, some shovelware piece of garbage that's releasing on that day, and it's terrible. And we're not going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Probably right. September 12th, we have Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayans for Nintendo Switch. Newt 1 for Nintendo Switch. The 10th Line Special Edition for for the Nintendo Switch. You know, it has been... I'm I'm sorry to keep diverting. It's been 18 years, 17 years. I guess it would be like a thing of the past by now. I mean, for some... Not for me, not for you. I just mean... Some people don't even know what we're talking about. Like, it doesn't even... Oh, mean, that's true. I've never yeah. really thought about it. Huh. It's been a long time, yeah. Wow. wow. All right, anyway. Uh, September 13th, we have Borderlands 3 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Star Wars Pinball for Nintendo Switch. Ellen for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Damon X Machina for... or Yeah, that's right. Uh, for Nintendo Switch... Light Fairy Tale Episode 1 for Xbox One, Rest in Pieces for Nintendo Switch, and Atomic Heist for Nintendo Switch. Excellent. There we go. GG Switch. Mm-hmm. It's time to play Name That Game. I feel like I got uh, three good ones for you. They're, nice. They're interesting. This is by week. Clean sweep. All right. Here we go. <laughs> the first game is like Pong on drugs. It's like okay. a brick breaker game, but there's no bricks. And it's actually fun to play. It's really that good. And one button okay. is all you need. Just Excellent. press... Any button, and your paddle changes direction. Any button. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. So simple, yet so fiendishly difficult. That's right. You will die a lot. Despite all the cool effects, upgrades, power-ups, and whatnot, the frantic gameplay will lead to multiple death. Rewarding oh. you with the catchphrase, you is dead. Oh, that is a reward. Jump on board with this fun and exasperating game and try to do something amazing like beating the local high score in the game. Ha ha ha, you dumb bastard. That will never happen. You is dead. Oh my god, this is amazing. Is this... This totally feels like a skit. We're going to have to talk after. Yeah. Is this A, depressing pong... B, frustrate a ball. C, baffle bricks. Or D, click, play, die. I kind of want to go with baffle bricks because they're like, there is no bricks. And then I feel like that would be something they would do. There's no bricks, but let's name it. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with baffle bricks. The answer is B, frustrate a ball. It just, I just—I loved Frustrate of All the best, mm-hmm. but with the way that the description was going, 
You is named. No bricks, but let's. <laughs> yeah, I would have just been like, they totally named it bricks. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, this next game is a stylized turn based RPG where it is never your turn. Your sister oh, was fun. murdered by the priest of Ash, and you must avenge that murder. Traveling through three different environments, only three, you must only? Okay. you must interact with numerous characters, get to know them and the land around you, then gain a variety of powers in the form of prayer that will help you along the way. Test your wits through challenges and puzzles. Resist the power of the spiritual. Use your prayer powers to take down this murderer once and for all. Oh, goody. (laughs) Is this A, Spirit Slayer, B, the Followers of Ash, C, the Power of Prayer, or D, churchgoers. Let's try generic. Followers of Ash. I think it was B. Answer is D, churchgoers. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Why do you people do this? I don't know. It just seems so meh, you know, for a title. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. This last one is an action-filled racing game featuring a variety of fluffy critters, five unique locations, eight point streak rewards to add variety, and explosive physics-driven gameplay that allows players to blast opponents off the track and make them spiral through the air. It's that insane, but it's so cute. Oh, Oh, is it, though? With 11 racers to choose from, why are you not playing right now? Go grab a puppy and get your ass out there. Okay. Is this A, Critter Cart, Critter B, Poly Pound Racers, C, Fluffy Speedway, or D, Waysa Kitty? Waysa Kitty? Mm-hmm. Aren't we playing Pip Puppies? Well, I think... Did I miss something? No, th- I think that was my fault. I, I kind of ad-libbed puppies at the end. So, oh, yeah, okay. don't don't so don't like, focus I, on the, the puppies thing. Don't focus on the puppies. Pu- uh, fluffy something. Fluffy races. I don't remember what fluffy it was. Fluffy Speedway. Cute. Fluffy Speedway. <laughs> no, the answer is a... Because they were, it said it was... Oh. A Critter Cart. A critter guards. Mm-hmm. I liked Fluffy Speedway because it's so cute. I did too, but they they had to go their own way and call them critters. Yep. Saint Ellie Mae from the Clampets. Damn it! <laughs> Ain't my dinner. Ain't my dinner. <coughs> All right. Well, what are we doing this week? I'm going to tell you another story. Okay. I'm going to tell you oh. another another tale of way back when. Of course, this is not as Long ago, but I think people have actually forgotten about this. Uh, last week, we did a little quick history on Ultra Games, a shell corporation of Konami designed out of necessity to publish more games in America. 
Now, I suggested that the company's move was kind of slimy and deceptive, while you kind of argued it was a smart business move. You know? I mean, it's still gross, but, like, yeah, I could see why they did it. And, obviously, once the company served its purpose, it was tossed away. Now, this year, or this year, shit, this week, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm sorry. I'm getting it all. This week, we're looking <laughs> yes. at another company that's tenure was much longer than Ultra Games, but yet still fell at the hands of Konami, believe it or not. And that company was Hudson Soft. Does that ring a bell? Oh, I feel like I, I feel like I do remember that. Weren't they more like learning stuff, learning games? No, not necessarily. No, okay. But if the name doesn't ring a bell, you may be familiar with its familiar B icon, a little B. Yeah. And it says Hudson beside it. The Hudson B is what That's they call what it. That's what I was. And it, it, I could see where you'd think it kind of had this kid's learning, because that does kind of have that feel to it, you know? Yeah. So, I get it. I get it. Um, now, this company did not start in video games. Much like Nintendo, the company started in one trade and kind of evolved into something else over time. And they were founded in May on May 18th of 1973. Their initial trade was communications devices and photographic art. During their early years, the founders Yuji and Hiroshi Kudo struggled to keep the business afloat due to deceitful business partners screwing them out of money. Due to these struggles, the brothers attempted to shift their business into a new direction. So in 1975, Hudson began selling PC-related merchandise, and three years later, they actually began developing and selling packaging for video games. As Hudson Soft began getting their hands into the video game market, they began publishing for numerous computer platforms at the time, like the MSX and the ZX Spectrum. Do you remember those? I don't. Like, I know I've heard them, but I don't know what that is. (laughs) Uh, uh, Hudson Soft would publish an average 30 titles per month, favoring, favoring quantity over quality. That's a new game a day. That's insane. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. This approach actually led to lagging sales as many of the titles that they shoveled into store shelves weren't very good. So there was really no... I can't imagine how they would be. Yeah. And I want, I'm want. i very curious to know what these titles were, to be honest. Like, what kind of crap did they just like, yep, slap it on there, go, 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 go. So... Eventually, I feel like a ton of match three games yeah. is what I've been visioning. Like, what's the easiest to shove out there so fast? Mm. Now, eventually, they flipped their model, which led to Hudson Soft becoming Nintendo's very first third-party software vendor. The first title released uh, by Hudson Soft on the Nin- the original NES or the Famicom was Load Runner in 1984, and sold about a decent 1.2 million copies. So it's not too bad. Now, once the company began developing video games on a grander scale for numerous platforms, the company reorganized as Hudson Soft Co. Limited, and not long after the change, Hudson Soft saw its first big hit in the release of the game Bomberman. You know Bomberman? Ever heard of Bomberman? I did not. I am familiar with it. I, I wouldn't say I've ever really played. Sounds like a Mega Man villain, though. 
Yeah, I mean, not far off, Bomb Man, <laughs> Bomber Man. Yeah. So it's a, but Bomber Man, I think, is like a, a puzzle type game. Like you have to kind of like okay. Minesweeper, but not not quite like that. You know, where you have to set the bombs and it's got to destroy. I think that's what it is. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think. And in fact, in I fact, mean, it sounds reasonable. Yeah. And a uh, nice little bit of trivia, the main character, Bomberman, was actually seen as a playable character in the game Load Runner, which came out some time before, or a year before, I think. So their very first game on the platform had Bomberman in it. There you go. Okay. There you go. It's fun. Introducing their new people. Mm-hmm. Now, over the next few years, Hudson would find itself with even more memorable titles and characters such as Adventure Island, which was a favorite of mine. I think the second and third I enjoyed more than I did the first. Because the first, I mean, the first one was fine, but then they expanded and gave you little animals you could ride and stuff like that. Do you remember Adventure uh, Island? Is that, is that a ring bell? I don't, it doesn't. But it doesn't mean I didn't play it. Okay. I have a garbage memory for, like, the names of games, developing teams, things like that. But show it to me and I might play okay. it. Well, he's a, the guy, he's wearing like a little, um, I don't want to say a skirt, but a grass skirt maybe. I think that's right. And he's got a hat, and he's got a little hatchet, and then you could ride a little skateboard, and it's just a platformer. Oh, then no. No? I feel like that would ring a bell. All right, well. I feel like that would ring a bell. I was, I was hoping. Uh, <laughs> Mylan's Secret Castle, which I absolutely hated because my brother and I tried playing this game, and never could get anywhere with it. And we're just like, screw this game. It's stupid. I don't even know why we played it. <laughs> why are we doing this to ourselves? Uh, Faxanadu, which I have spoken about way, way back in the early days of this podcast. And I probably brought it up numerous times before. A game I loved. I would love for them to re-release it on something. I don't uh, care. I just I want to play this game again. I want it in my hands where I can have it at all times. Uh... And even, they even got to make some licensed games, which, uh, like, with other characters, Disney characters mainly, from what I noticed, uh, like Mi- Mickey Mousecapade, which is a game that my brother and I also had when we were kids. It was actually pretty fun. It's hard, but... That sounds cute. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> like, the, the cool thing about it, like, if you start to... This is uh, the very first time my brother and I actually started learning strategy, is you have Mickey Mouse and you have Minnie Mouse, so she's like your tag-along character, you know? Uh-huh. But you can get her to do things for you. So if you can get two star powers, so you have to find like these little chests that'll have a star in it, and then you can start shooting things. And then you can find a second star, and then she can start shooting things, so you got two stars and everything. The thing about it is, Minnie cannot be hit unless you get hit. Okay? So. If, okay. So that's where she gets damaged, hypothetically. So what you could do is you've got two tiers of a level and there's a ladder going down and maybe you've got an enemy down there you can't deal with or it's, it's hard to deal with. You make her go do it. <laughs> you send her down the ladder and then she can just sit there just and Just like how it always is. Yep. Saves your butt. You know? And then there you go. And we were like, that's how me and my brother learned strategy. That's how we beat the game. We just like make Minnie do it. By God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Do- I tap out, man. Mm-hmm. Honey. We learned all sorts of little tricks to, to beat that game like that. It was, it was awesome. I liked it. Um, anyway, this growth uh, led to a North American branch, Hudson Soft USA, which is, was established in 1988. Now, while all this was going on, Hudson actually was working on a, an additional secret project 
Now, seeing as how the company was once focused on personal computer products, Hudson actually took that knowledge and collaborated with a a company that was developing personal PCs at the time, like the others we mentioned, the NEC, which is, again, one I'm not familiar with at all. But they were together, they were developing the PC Engine, which, known stateside, is the TurboGrafx-16. Now, the console itself had decent success in Japan when it was released in 1987, being second only to Nintendo, but for some reason, Stateside never found the foothold uh, that it did over there. I'm not not really quite sure why. Now, some actually blamed it on deceptive marketing due to the claim that it was a 16-bit platform despite only having an 8-bit CPU. Others blamed the CPU itself for just performing poorly. But despite that, the PC Engine, or TurboGrafx, did have one achievement in introducing gamers to Bonk, a Bonk's adventure. You know Bonk, right? I have heard of that, yes. I don't think I've ever played it, but... But, I mean, you know him, the little caveman boy. Yeah. Or whatever, with the big head. (laughs) That's all that matters, as long as you know him. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, now, while the system did n- did not perform well outside Japan, within it thrived, leading Hudson to enhance the system further with the PC Engine Super Graphics in 1989, then the PC FX in 1994. Due to the low interest of the TurboGrafx-16, these additional models were never released in the States. Now, while some may consider that to be a loss, I truly believe it was the right move. As we have actually gotten accustomed to the five-year model of the console lives, which we've actually seen dramatically extend in recent years, between the years of 1987 and 1994, there were nine variations of the PC engine available. So there was the original, there was the souped-up one, there was one that had a screen on it, there was one that had a CD-ROM. Usually upgrading or adding something within the system but nine variations in seven years i mean it almost sounds like everybody wanted to be the first to get a thing out mm-hmm. you know what i mean with it, no regard to like in six months this is but i mean you think about that very fast. that's that's within that one console like the turbo graphics or the pc engine never had time to just be like well we've worn out our welcome like no 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 upgrade it let's get another one out now because the technology's yeah. there. Just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And not to mention, they also had three separate CD-ROM editions you could purchase. And, you know, I'll give hell to Nintendo for all the peripherals they like to sell separately, but Hudson Soft, I feel like you would go bankrupt trying to stay ahead at that time. Well, it's not like we didn't have a warning with the 30 games a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will sell you, sell, sell, sell. I mean, they were pumping them out, boy, let me tell you. So, and there was even one, as I was doing the research on a lot of these consoles, there was a, a Pioneer laser disc thing that actually contained the chip, the PC Engine chip within it. So it would play laser discs, but it could also play games, and it had controllers, but it was an entertainment device. It was like, the, it was way ahead of its time, if you really think about it. Just using the wrong technology, so to speak. Technology that was going to die. But it was well before 
anything like we've seen with the PlayStation 3, 4, and Xbox and stuff like that, where you could do multiple things on it. So it's kind of interesting that it existed at one time, but you can't tell me that was a cheap device. No way. Right. Yeah. Especially that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> that thing was $1,000 plus. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Now, eventually, Hudson Soft went back to developing games solely as opposed to the PC engine because that died off around 94, 95. And ironically, they developed more games for Nintendo than they did any other platform, despite trying to be one of its biggest competitors with the PC engine. From the Super NES to the Wii, Game Boy to 3DS, Hudson Soft was a reliable game developer for many years and was even responsible for one of Nintendo's biggest long-standing hits, Mario Party. However, at the turn of the century, the company began to slowly fall apart, and ironically, to no fault of its own. The company's assets were actually invested in the Hokkaido Takashuko shit. Takashuko Shoku. Takashuko. Is that the middle, Dave? See, I could say the Hokkaido Bank. I'm going to leave it there. I can say that. I've heard that enough times. I know how it's pronounced. Uh, (laughs) That bank actually went bankrupt in 1997, and the impact of that left the company struggling to find alternate financing. Thus, they too would collapse. In 2000, the company decided to go public, which led to Konami purchasing a stock allocation of 5.6 million shares in August 2001, becoming the company's largest shareholder. Within the terms of this purchase, Hudson acquired the Sapporo division of Konami Computer Entertainment Studios and renaming it Hudson Studio. So it sounds like, hey, it's a win. We're getting, getting back on track. But despite what would seem like a lifeline, I think many of the company veterans saw the writing on the wall. Because in 2004, co-founder Hiroshi Kudo left the company with other veterans of the company following suit not long after. By 2005, Konami held 54% of Hudson's stock, thus becoming its parent company. Hudson's game development had slowed to a crawl, with most of their releases during this time being relegated to Mario Party sequels, Bomberman sequels and variants and games that could easily be labeled as asset flips, like My Aquarium for WiiWare. Did you ever see that? Uh-huh. This was like, no. I checked it out and I was like, oh, cool. What is, what is this? It's just an aquarium. For you. Sounds like a screensaver it's, of a sort. It's not far from that. Like how you have a, a fireplace burning on your yeah. TV or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. So right, it's, well. it's essentially that, yeah. Around uh, 2010-2011, many of Hudson Soft employees had migrated to Nintendo's IndieCube subsidiary. <laughs> Get it? IndieCube? IndieCube? Oh. It took me. I was like, what do you mean? And now I feel like a dumbass. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, and funny enough about that studio is it was headed by a former president of Hudson Soft. So, ta-da. Oh, wow. Eventually, Hudson Soft became a subsidiary of Konami, and less than a year after that, merged with Konami Digital Entertainment. Despite being a voluntary merger, one might suspect that those in charge at Hudson Soft knew it was only a matter of time. Because, essentially, they... Once they merge, yep, there is now no longer 
a, a Hudson Soft. Now, despite only being gone for seven years now, it feels much longer to me because Konami promised to keep Hudson's brand alive. You know, you got your little bee, you got your games, you got your Bombermans and your, your Adventure Islands and all these things that people remember, but nothing ever came of it. They shut down their uh, website. They shut down their brand. In fact, Konami was so desperate to destroy Hudson Soft that they sold their long-standing home of business, the Sapporo Building, in 2015. And, oh, wow. and while Hudson's name wasn't plastered all over it, Konami has actually taken full credit for the release of the TurboGrafx-16 Mini that's coming out next year. Like it's, They're like, it's ours. It's ours. We did it. Konami. Wow. Us. So the bee is no more. It, it pollinated its last flower. And it's funny. You know, it's funny they didn't consider a train as their mascot. I know a bee is a, a little bit more friendly and whatnot, but they could have done like a, a, a bullet train and be like, Hudson. Whoosh, flashing through because uh, the company itself was actually named after Hudson Locomotive since the brothers were train enthusiasts. So that's where they got their name. Yeah. And this could have been a story of two men who started off on the right track, went full steam ahead, found themselves on the wrong side of the track, and eventually derailed. And unfortunately, there was no... They didn't have a Steven. That's right. They unfortunately had no light at the end of their tunnel, just the end of the line. That's, that's all. Do you, like, do you like all those train puns? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, when you put it all like that... Yeah. It seems like a much better business strategy sure. or marketing strategy. I mean, it would have... And it would have been a bunch of, sp- I don't know, spelling games on a train <laughs> 30 times a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the history of uh, Hudson. If you're unaware of the, the company with the B, now you know. F, F to pay respects. Mm-hmm. And you know, see, there's two things. Look at what Konami's doing. Bastards. I tell you, they're, they're not looking at a good light right now. Huh? Right. After these last two weeks of the podcast, you're like, you know what, Kanabi? We're on to you, man. Or you are. I am, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening. somebody might be wondering why I seem to be taking a pot shot at Konami right now. I'm not. I just, you know, I was doing my research on these stories. Now, next week, though, when you really break down. I'm going to have to go for the, the, the trilogy, is. you know. The Konami story. The, the evil of Konami yes. 3. Or whatever. <laughs> Noir style, mm. you know. So. Oh, yeah, man. But, yeah. Uh, that's all I got. That's our show. You can uh, hit Excellent. hit us up sometime via Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. You can send us an email at SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com. If you, if you got anything to say about the Hudson story, if you know any facts that I may have overlooked or, or left out, I tried cramming as so much I could because the, the train thing yeah. didn't really fit in until I found a spot at the end. Because I felt like that was in. You're like, I want to run with this, damn it. Yeah, I'm going to make <laughs> this work. this into my story. <laughs> so I found a way. Uh, mm. You can find us on Instagram and view our weekly icon art. This is another favorite of mine. I, I feel like I ran out of. of They're also good. Uh, I, I enjoy doing them. You know, I, I like <clears throat> having fun with it. And last week's where I got to do all the ultra characters together this week, you get to uh-huh. see all the, 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 the Hudson characters, or at least as many as I could find. To put in there because they don't come yeah, easy, people. You don't it's have not, enough room. Yeah. Well, I mean, I made I made room. It's just I felt like I I guess there's that there's that moment where you look at it and you're just like it feels so empty, but then you look at it and it's like it's really not. 
So even if I crammed in more, it could it probably could have looked more crowded than it needed to be, and it's probably fine. Right. I just felt like it was like ah, I could probably there's one more here, one more there. It's At fine. least this just guy, leave it yeah. alone. Leave it alone. It's fine. But anyway, yeah, go check those out uh, on the the Instagram. Support the show by pressing like buttons, leaving reviews on your preferred platforms, and even going to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. You can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even youtube.com slash pencil paper productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacia Fidley. Join us again next week, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.